Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org. Praise the Lord. I want to just continue our message this morning on practicing his presence. When I say his presence, we mean the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is the one who is in us. He's the one who is for us. He's the one who is with us. So he's with us. He's for us. He's in us. He's in us. He's with us. He's for us. And if God be for us, no one can be against us. He says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So how do you practice his presence? I mean, the scripture is so clear about it. And I'm trusting that we just go through the scriptures together today. And then uh, we'll be able to practicalize it again. And then we, we'll be able to pray with one another. Uh, that's, I just feel a sense of that. I feel a sense that Things are breaking forth in the nations, not just our own nation here. So there is just the need for you and I to know how to practice the presence of the Lord. Can I have an amen this morning? Psalm 16, as we start out today, um, you know, it's David has been referred to as a man after God's heart. Uh, you will, you will um, ask why. He knew how to practice the presence of the Lord. He knew it in out. I mean, one of the Psalms that he read or he wrote for us is Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. If you and I as believers in Christ, we can have the revelation of that singular verse. We are made. We are made. Nothing's missing, nothing broken. Nothing spoiled around our life. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not. I need love. I need peace. I need fulfillment. I shall not lack it. I need victory. I shall not lack it. I need provision. I shall not lack it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he explained himself in the other five verses. I love the one that says, though... So it's not promising that you won't walk through the valley. Sometimes we walk through the valley of the shadow of death in business, in family crisis. We just walk through. He said, but there is something. He said, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. If I need to be corrected, he said, your rod and your staff. What does the rod do? It chases away the enemies. The staff corrects and Beats to shape. So he said, both the rod and the staff, 
They do what? They comfort me. And then there is a table prepared for you. And you need not to be afraid. You need not to be afraid. So God is with us. God is in us. God is for us. So in Psalm 16, let's look at what, uh, what he said to us. Psalm 16, we read from verses 5 to 11. Practicing his presence. He said, oh Lord, this is another revelation that you need to get. Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance. You and I, we have inheritance to God, in God. You know, our benediction here is Acts 20, 32. For now I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your own inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. Acts 20, 32, that's a benediction here. But it says here, oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance, my cup. So I have a need for anything in my life. I take the cup. Boldness, I drink his cup of boldness. Courage, I drink it. Faith towards God, I drink it. Love towards him and towards other people, I drink it. He said, my own. So we said last week that presence of the Lord, it is personal. And you can see it. He said, you are the portion of my own inheritance and my cup. And then you maintain my lot. I don't know if you have seen well-maintained gardens before. They are green. They are lush all through the year. They are trimmed and cut to shape. He says, you are the one who maintain my lot. He said, lines are fall to me, as falling to me in pleasant places. Because why? I have a good inheritance. In him, said, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. What is the night season? Difficult moment of life. You know what Job said in his own night season, Job 35, 10? He said, no one asked me, the Lord my maker, no one asked about the Lord my maker who gives me a song in the night hour. Acts 16, 25, the Bible says in the night hour of those men, their backs were bleeding. They said, at midnight, at midnight, there was a, Paul understood it, Silas understood it. Their backs were bleeding, but they were praying. Every one of us in this room, except God helps you and I, there is no way we can pray and sing hymns to God in the night season. So God is in us. He gives us a song in the night. God is in us. He gives us a reason to live again. God is in us. He gives us the hope and the future. He said, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. He said, my heart also instructs me in the night season. Verse 8. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. And because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also rests in hope. Verse 10, we're going to 11, please. It says, For you will not leave my soul in hell, 
you will not leave my soul in hell. You know, people say it in our world. They say, what I'm going through now, I'm going through hell. No, for you and I who has made this God our portion, is that he will not leave our soul in sure. No, will you allow the Holy One to see corruption? Even though it's talking about the prophecy about what Jesus went through, but because we are in him, in the same way, when we go through adversity of life, it says he will not allow us to see corruption. God does not shamify us. And like I usually say, he will never mismanage our lives. And like I usually say, he will not treat us as an abandoned project. Why? He said, in that nice season, in that moment, he said, he will show us the path of life. For in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let me see if we can read the same thing quickly from TPT. If you can help me. TPT. No, no, no. Let's read from verse 7, please. Thank you. He said, the way you can... No, let's read from verse 6. He said, your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I am overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. Can you see? I don't know if you have met people who have said, ah, I don't even know what is happening to me. Before I gave my heart to Jesus, things were smooth. Now that I'm a Christian, things were rough. Mm -mm. He said, there are privileges that comes with following Jesus. He said, for you have given me the best. God doesn't, I mean, we are not depreciative assets in the hands of God. We are assets in his hand, but we appreciate every day. We are eternal stocks in his hand. We gain, we gain in the, this world market. We gain for the kingdom of God. He said, the way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For your whispers in the night gives me wisdom, showing me what to do next. Because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. Can I have an amen this morning? He said, for I experience your wrap around presence every moment. Verse 9, 10, 11, he said, my heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. For you will not abandon me to the realm of death. Can I have an amen this morning? Nor will you allow your only one to see or experience corruption. Verse 11. For you will bring me a continual revelation of resurrected life. A path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Amen. So we have said, there is nothing as glorious as when a child of God carry, manifest, and practice. I want you to write those three things down. So you carry it, you manifest it, and then you practice it. Everywhere you go before MTN discover that phrase. So you carry it. So it's carryable. It's an exhibit, so you carry it. What do you carry? I carry the presence of God. You carry it. 
fulfilled is in that basic truth that God's presence is in us, is for us, and is with us. The question this morning is that do we desire to experience consistent victory in this life? If your answer is yes, then you must learn how to practice the presence of God. But don't be like Israel in the Old Testament. They just wait for one man to go. And then the man comes. It's like it's left over that they care, they share. And that's why David had an insight into it. He said, he made his ways known to Moses. But they had, so there are ways of God, there are acts of God. You can't just dwell on the acts. You need to understand the ways so that you can consistently and constantly reproduce the acts. We can see Moses in meeting of Pharaoh and the whole thing around Exodus. He spoke from a position of authority and courage because he understood the ways of the one who sent him. David in the wilderness was the same thing. There came a time in his life, having practiced this presence, that he came, there was an opportunity to deliver the whole nation. And because he knew what that presence was all about, so he spoke. He said, you uncircumstanced Philistines. He said, you came with the natural equipment. But I have, I come in the name of the Lord of hosts in whom you have defied. Can you see? So, he spoke from the reservoir of the one who is with him, who is in him, who is for him. So we see that from the life of David. The Bible described David as a ruddy young man. So he doesn't have what you can call the physical attribute of a soldier. As a matter of fact, when Saul said they should put him, put on him his own 
armor, which represents the flesh. The Bible says David could not lift a step. So when we understand this, we will understand what Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 is all about. It's never by power. It's never by mind, but by the Spirit of God. We will understand what Hannah was singing about in 1 Samuel. Or Miriam, in 1 Samuel 2.9. He said, for by strength shall no man prevail. 1 Samuel 2.9. So, it's very important for us to get this. We see Jesus and his ministry on the earth. Acts 10, 38, summarize it for us. How God anointed. So, when we practice his presence, the anointing, the glory of his presence rubs on us. That's the anointing. The anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing that does not wait for a service to happen before you exercise your authority. The anointing that is not just when you are in church on Sunday or in any service anywhere that you feel good. You feel good all the time. Because why? The anointing God is consistently rubbing on your life. Praise God. See, when you are practicing something, if I want to develop six parts now, I know what to do. What do I need to do? Just to be going to gym every day. It's law of consistency. And then I understand the category of what I can carry. So I start from the KG that is convenient for me. So you, me, I mean, I don't know where you are. It may just be one verse every day. Start. One leads to two. And then you are building your spiritual muscle. Because Proverbs 24.10 says, When you and I fail in the days of adversity, it means our strength is small. So, we can practice the presence of the Lord. Praise God. So, we saw that Jesus' ministry on the earth. Jesus did not wait when he sees sickness and we say, Oh, wait, sick people, all of you, I want to go and fast and pray. No. When he sees a demonic or a demoniac, he doesn't have time to waste. In fact, the demons in one place of the man of Gadara, they summarize themselves. Jesus, we can't waste your time. We can't be introducing ourselves. Just regard us as a legion. But we are many. And Jesus, the Bible says, he cast them out at his word. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord. And then we see it in the life of Paul and the disciples. And it was summarized in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Paul had to remind us. He said, let our conduct be without covetousness. That's what I started with. Be content with such as you have. How many of us are believers here? Can I see you if you are sure? If you are not sure, I could make another call and you'll be sure. Praise God. Can I see your hands again? If you are not sure, I'll make another call. That's not a problem. At least you are in the right place with the right side of people this morning. You have something. And it's called the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You have something. It's called the presence of the Lord. You have something. You are God's address. He says, so be content with what you have. What you have can reproduce what you don't have. He said, for he himself, 
who God himself has said and is in apostrophe. I will never, the one who says hi, it means I have what it takes to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you mean that God has said that? Yes, he said it. So when you say things like, I don't even know what is happening. It's as if God has abandoned me. You are displaying your ignorance. Because he has said, he will never. You know, the day I saw Isaiah 49, and I saw that actually, I am tattooed at the palm of his hands. That's what the Bible says. If you have tattoo, it's very, it's very easy to put tattoo on your body, but it's more difficult to remove it. If you have grandmother who did all those tattoo in their hands, you find out that even her death is darker than any other place in their body. And those are just traditional way of tattooing. It's not like the modern ways now. But God says he has tattooed you. So if I have a tattoo eh, in my palms, it means each time I want to read, hit, do anything, right, I will remember. So you are engraved on the palms of his hand. Every promises of God are yes and amen for you in Christ Jesus. So he said, let your conduct be without covetousness. Don't wish for what non-believers have. Such, be content with such as you have. For he has said, he himself has said it, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you see, my posture, your posture, should be a response of faith. Verse 6, so we may boldly say, what are we saying? One, two, three, gold. Can you see three line confession there? Can we go one more time? Can we go one more time? Can you make that conf your confession this week and see how things will turn around around you? Can we go one more time, please? Can you say it with confidence? Don't worry. ATM will work this week. Can you say it with confidence? So Paul and the disciple. And then Jesus and his disciples today. Jesus, we are his disciples today, isn't it? What has he said to us? Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Matthew 28. Can we read it together? One, two, three, go. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. 
And lo, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you when you have money. I am with you when you are traveling only. Because those are the things we make prayer of. Oh Lord, as I am going now, prosper this journey. See, we need to start exercising our faith in him. How many of you have flown before and you know your pilot? Your pilot did not pray. Now you, they pray. You know, you know, it's not this our faith. It's so, it's just so funny. I, where we voted yesterday, I engaged a certain woman. He said, as soon as they opened the border, I am running away. This thing that is happening is really. And then minutes later, I said, in the name of Jesus. I said, I said, madam, fear, fear. If you really believe in your prayer, you know that this country cannot break. Except you don't believe in it. But I have seen something that happened. We spent hours praying. And then the next confession from our mouth negates all that we have prayed for. If you really believe that God is... See, except you don't have ties. Some of us, we have aunties, we have cousins, we have mothers, we have grandfather. Are you going to get passport for all of them? To where? To where you, do you want to go? Maybe it has never occurred to you. 220 million, assuming that 10 million wants to leave. Where? Ghana? Rwanda? UK? We will overrun. In fact, I will tell you if we enter Ghana today, water will stop running in two hours' time. Because we would have exhausted all that is in their reservoir. So if we truly believe in God, God is in the midst of this nation. Yes, and we shall not be moved. Yes, That's why I say at the end of the day, whoever wins the election should make us to continue to be Nigerians. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So, to the disciples, he said, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So, how do we practice uh, this manifest presence? Let me remind you, last week I said God's presence is everywhere, but it's just that it's not fully active everywhere, except where people, human beings, gives him room. The reason why we will have manifest presence, or we've had manifest presence in this service, is because we acknowledge 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is that spirit. Where the Holy Spirit is acknowledged as, as Lord, there he is. So we can move the church from here. This is just a tent, a building. We can move it to Cheratin. When we acknowledge him, the presence is manifested. Praise God. So God's presence is everywhere, but it's just that it is not active everywhere. Just like CNN is in this room as we speak, it's not active unless we have the right dish and the right equipment and we tune it in. And then we pick up that channel. Secondly, we said God's presence is personal. You have to intentionally want to practice it. In Genesis 3 8, as the custom was before Adam lost it, 
The Bible says God will always come in the cool of the day. Adam had a thriving fellowship with God. In the place of that thriving fellowship, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, you see the things that he does. He gave him a wife. Wife came by revelation in Genesis 2 until sin came. In Genesis 3, 8, they said they heard the voice of the Lord and they were afraid. So you, God's presence is personal. You have to press in into it. Can I have an amen this morning? Thirdly, we've said God's presence is practical. There's nothing spooky about it. Once we acknowledge him, there are things that we do. Praise, worship, our heart in reverence. And then there is manifest presence of the Lord. So it's practical. And we need to understand that it is practical. It can be, it can be taught. It can be caught. It can be demonstrated. It is practical. And then fourthly, God's presence is peaceful. If you see manifest presence, which we see, there's a sense of wholeness, peace. There is no chaos that comes upon everyone who is in that space. Then God's presence is powerful. It is powerful. It is powerful. It can break through any situation of life. It can break through depression, sicknesses. It can break through confusion, worries. It can break through anxiety of heart. When the presence of his, and you know, sometimes we ask people when we minister, when there is a manifest presence in a room, maybe even after, how do you feel? Because God's presence can touch us, not only spirit, it can touch our soul, it can touch our bodies. Can I have an amen? amen. So how do you practice this presence? Number one, you understand your righteousness in him. You must understand your righteousness. I mean, Adam said, I was afraid. Job said, the things I greatly fear has come upon me. When we lose the touch of that right standing that we have in God. Hey, this baby is here. I love her. But I won't do things to hurt her. So we are not encouraging sin that anything goes. There are ways to walk. There are ways to talk. There are manner of conversation that we should have. So God's presence we, we, we practice it when we understand our position in him. What is your image of God? You know, some people see God like their Sunday school teacher. You know, Sunday school teacher in, in some of those places, they sit with a long stick. Wherever you are in the room, that stick touches you. No. God is a father. Even when you missed it, his hand is still open wide. And I'm not saying go and be missing it every time. Because he said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. He said, let us come boldly. It's a throne of grace. We find grace. We find help there. But we can't, I can't continue to hurt my wife because I know how to say sorry. There will come a time that that sorry doesn't make any meaning anymore. Praise God. And that's the point many people get to and they develop a reprobate heart. They are just deadened. And in this day and age, you see all those nonsense. They said, write a check to douse your conscience before God. No. God doesn't, I mean, man was, money is man-made. What God requires is a contrite and a broken heart. It will not despise. And I have an amen this morning. So understand your righteousness. And if you understand it, you practice it. Please, when you get back home, read Psalm 91, verses 1 to 16. Psalm 91, verses 1 to 16. 
I mean, you understand that? David said it because he understood his right standing with God. He said, he who dwells. So you have to dwell. You don't visit, you dwell. That's your habitation. A fish doesn't visit land. If he visits land and goes back, in, he can't have the energy to go back into the water. So there is a place where you can thrive. Say so he who dwells. So it's a decision. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You abide under the shadow of his wings. And then you can boldly say, he said, I will say of the Lord. So God's presence is personal. He is my refuge and my fortress. And you read it. Testimonies of things that may happen. In another place, David, I, I, I think it's in Psalm 27, he said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. And that's what I will seek after. To dwell in his house. So, understand the place of your righteousness in him. We are to dwell daily in consciousness of that space. And we are to practice it. So, Psalm 91 verses 1 to 16. 1 John 2, 29. So, there is the practicing of that righteousness. You practice it on a daily basis. You practice it. Lord, you are my portion. You are practicing righteousness. Lord, I mean, this sin, there's no other place to run to. I just, you just have to take me as I am. There's one song we used to sing in my denomination, not church. It's a hymn. Just as I am without one plea. Ah, some of us are good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we usually take that song when they are, we are being prepared to go and take communion. So you become vulnerable to him. But every day, just as I am, just as I am, just as I am, just as I am. I know that these Lagos Christians become arrogantly, so they don't understand that. First John 2, 29, First John 3, verse 7, and then verse 10. You see it there. There is a practice of righteousness. I mean, we cannot take God for granted. I don't know how it is. Uh, hi, God. God. No. No, you can't do that. You can't do it. He's the creator of heaven and earth. If he does not save you, you are doomed. I, I keep asking the question. People who does not know Jesus, how do they live every day? It's a day. You know, there is something that you have that many people don't have. It's called hope. That Nigeria will be better in the face of the reality of the moment. A lot of people can't see it. So there is no hope. Ephesians 2 says, we were without God with no hope in this world. But God, who is rich in mercy? But God, but God, I've seen people who are educated who are messed up. It's but God, though. First John three seven and then ten. Matthew six thirty three. This is a scripture that talks about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. 
You know, righteousness is our position. It's a stand. We understand that God is in us. God is with us. God is for us. And we are not ashamed of it. We can stand boldly before him, resolve all our issues with him, and then stand boldly before the devil, knowing that we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And then stand boldly before men, because men can manipulate. The Bible says, you should not trust in the legs of any man. So long leg is in the Bible. Because they can fail. He said, don't trust in man whose breath is in their nostril. One of the patriarchs of faith in Nigeria here said something. He said there was a time in his life he was just running after men. It seems. He said he was running after men. He said, but one thing that he realized was that each time they promised him something, he said he has killed many people. You know why? They promised him, don't worry, come on Monday and collect this check. He said, by Sunday, that son is gone. <laughs> He said he killed many people that way. He said there was a particular one that he was so sure that why he came out of his car was when they were crying in that household. See, these things are conversation. They are things God says to you. You are my child. This is how I want you to run. This one that looks like Wala for you, this is the way to go. This is what to do. This thing that you are saying, this is what to say. In fact, some people even got it to the point. This is what to wear for that interview. And the only question they were asking them in, at the interview is, where did you get your blue ties? So we must come to that point. It's ours. It's the right standing. We know the way to go. We know what to do. Agbari Paul, but hey, if you do Agbari for long, you will just suffer for long. So we understand in 1 Timothy 6, 11, 2 Timothy 2, 22, understanding our righteousness in him, that's the number one way. Second way to practice this presence, to learn how to practice it, is the weapon of praise. Weapon of praise. Psalm 22, verse 3, the Bible says, for God who is holy inhabits the praises of his people. God doesn't inhabit the complaining or the murmuring of his people. In Psalm 33 verse 1, he said, praise looks good on you. So when we are involved in praise, Lord, I thank you, not for this bad thing, but I thank you that in the midst of this situation, you are with me. Clarity comes. You know, it's different from why. God, why is my own like this? I thought you loved me. You don't love me anymore. The more we say that, the more darkness strikes. But he says, praise looks good. So each time we lift up our hands, God beholds us. He says, praise looks good. On this, my people, my sons, my daughter. So... It's very important for us to understand that. Psalm 100 said, enter with the password. Thank you. 100 verses 1 to 4, but verse 4 in the message, he said, enter. So there is a way that you can stimulate that. Weapon of praise. In Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 and 3, talks about it. 
Second Timothy, no, Second Chronicles, sorry. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, if you read it in context, verses 15 to 24, you see something that was like a conversation. God had to assure those people, he said, this battle is not your battle. The battle is the Lord. And in another place, they were encouraging one another. He said, stand still. They've prayed. They've overpressed but they said, stand still to see the salvation of the Lord. So, in every situation, in every circumstance, I am looking for the salvation of the Lord. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. In Acts 16, 25, we also saw how Paul and Silas disgraced the prison obstacle through the weapon of praise. Number three, how to learn to practice this present. You prioritize the word. You prioritize the word. John 1, 1 said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. You prioritize the word. Colossians 3, 16. He said, let the word of Christ dwell, not sparsely, richly in you. Richly in you, in me. Let the word dwell. Please, I want to throw you an assignment this week. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. All through this week, eh? make up your mind that the first thing you want to do in the morning is not to listen to CNN, not to listen to news. Just slot in music that can steal your soul. And then see how you run this week. I just want us to test it out. Test it out. Don't listen to all those low, 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 swing, low, 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 bugao. Mm -mm. Just make up your mind that this week, say, hey, I want to understand how these things work and practice it all through the week. Practice it. You see the difference. Trust me. I don't have to swear, but trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You listen to songs like, I am the Lord that healed thee. You listen to the songs like, You are my hiding place. You listen to the songs like, God so loved the world, for he gave his only son. You listen to the world that he would dwell in the secret place of the most high. You listen to the words of the song, You are my treasure. And then just Make, I don't know how you want to do it. If you want, do this is a CD in traffic. Plug your phone to your TV. Most people use smart TV, if I'm right. If I'm wrong, forgive me. Most people have YouTube on their phone. Plug it. I mean, people know how to, I don't know, eh? Allah is the one who helps me out. But if you know how to, plug it. Just create that atmosphere around you and see how this way we but you know what? Just like it happened for Adam and Eve, the devil will never allow us to achieve it. That's why the different distractions always come. Have you ever tried to do something in the morning and a call just comes in and scatters the whole day for you? Or, or, or you are trying to do something and somebody, an SMS just dropped and you are distracted to God just go looking. And the person said they are killing everybody in Lagos Island. Don't come home. No. The reason why some people are not in church this morning, they cannot comprehend it that we will have a peaceful election. And all through last week, they joined prayer platform. 
that there should be peace in Nigeria. No, you, you just have to. This God, I mean, your life, the Bible says it, your life is so much precious to, to him that he will allow you and I to die a cheap death. I can't, I mean, somebody who wants to use me for sacrifice, my blood for sacrifice, that he can give power. It cannot work. Because I've seen it, it's a thousand shall fall by my side. I've seen it in a place that even when I'm confronted the dead, he has the ability to replace me. Yes. That's how much the treasure that we carry. They say, why are you speaking like this? I'm speaking from the position of what I have seen in my inheritance, in the will. Yes, if you see something in the natural will of your parents, will you be afraid that you will be poor? No. No. How much more the God of heaven? You are priceless in his hand. You are precious in his hand. He said he has loved you with an everlasting life. Love. Ah. That's why the Bible says in him heeds all the treasures of knowledge. We cannot exhaust God. So weapon of praise, prioritizing the word. Then sacrifice and love for the things of God. Sacrifice and love for the things of God. I think we need to emphasize that more and more. We are becoming selfish in our world. We are. We are. It's still better in our own part of the world. We have communal spirit. But in other climb, you can sit beside someone for four hours and not have a single word. Everybody is just on their phone. And then the, maybe the single word you have, the person wants to go to the bathroom, just say, excuse me, and just smile sheepily at you. Just go to wherever they want to go. No. But see, I think it starts with the love for God and the things of God. So if we do and maintain that, we are able to see the reflection of God in other people that we meet on a daily basis. We need to. We need to. Angels are not going to change our words. We are the ones that are here. First Kings chapter 3, verse 3 said, And Solomon loved the Lord. Ah, let that be your testimony. Let it be my testimony. We love the Lord, not because we want something out of him, but because we love his person, we love his word. Love the Lord. Number what now? Five, obedience. 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 I didn't say obedient. Obedience. Praise God. Because some people might just go, huh? Job 36, 11 said, when we obey and serve him. When we obey, Job 36, 11, it's a very instructive scripture. When we obey and serve him, something happened to us. He said, we will spend our days in prosperity and then our years in pleasure, not in pains. Our years in pleasure. Our years in pleasure. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. And that's where this thing is personal. You have to be intentional. He said, 
He says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So obedience is, is a topic. It's something that we need to. It's a virtue. It's a virtue. And you see it. I'm sorry what I'm about to say. I may be wrong. So it's an opinion. When you see people who are rebellious in the natural towards other people, it speaks volume about their personal relationship with God. I may be wrong, but that's what I've noticed in dealing with people. You know, pastoring is human resource management. When you see someone who is difficult with everybody, it also speaks volume of how their relationship with God is. I'm not judging, but that's what I've seen. And it may be a personal opinion anyway. But please, you see people say, I don't listen to anybody. You see people say, I don't care what everybody says. Here, you have to hear. You see people, I don't owe anybody explanation. You owe us explanation. Because the way you are living, it will hurt us all at the end of the day. You owe us. You owe us. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. I don't understand. You are the only saint and all of us are sinners. You are a problem with God. Though. So please. Even if you are not accountable to us, be accountable to God. The next one, healthy personal fellowship. Healthy one. Healthy one. That's how to practice his presence. Healthy one. When it is healthy, it means you are vulnerable before him. He says something in verse 11 of Psalm 16 that we read. He said, he will show us. He will show us. Psalm 16, 11. He will show us the path of life. Can I have an eat in TPT, please? Say, for you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life. Galatians 2.20 talks about that. It says, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Psalm 13 verse 15. Psalm 13 verse 15. Psalm 13 verse 15. Is there verse 15? Is it Psalm 13 or Psalm 15? Where it shows that I will be changed when I awake with your likeness. What's, what's that? 17? Is it 17? Is it 13? Is it 15? 17? Eh? It can't be 15, 17. What is it then? There's a scripture that says, When I awake in your likeness. 13, 15. Can you check 13, 15 for me? There's no 15. Yeah, that's the scripture. 1715. And what I want to encourage you is that you, you also should study. Because if you have been studying, you would have known where that scripture is. <laughs> Don't just wait. This is not a wild life. We are believers. You have to study for yourself. It's not a wild life. I'm not a showman. No. So, as I'm saying, awake in your likeness. If you have been studying, at least I've, I remember a phrase in what I'm looking for. 
You know the reason why false prophecy, false teachings thrive? is because, number one, the people who sit under those people, they don't even come with Bible. The person teaching them doesn't open to the Bible. You just be t- telling them story. So, easily they can easily carry their destiny. You know, people tend to listen to things like, ah, your destiny, somebody has hidden it in the forest of Abarabra. As I'm looking at you, I'm following you, and I see the forest. Look at what he said. As for me, it's a personal decision. As for me, I don't know about any other person. As for me. And you know why it is for me? As for me, I don't know. If I go to a Bali's house now, they will deal with me. As for me, I don't know how to put it proper in body. As for me, I don't know how to look for alternative. He said, but I will see your face in righteousness and I shall be satisfied when I, I wait in your likeness. See, that thing that I ask you to practice, there was a space in my life and my, I still do it. I play music hmm, while I'm sleeping. And I found myself in my dream singing those songs. So, I can't dream and somebody is pursuing me. I can't dream and be eating or be dreaming, be swimming. And you know all these people, when you are awake, some, they are confused. So, they are looking for interpreter of dreams. They go to a jota, they when you spread it on the floor, you see dreams and interpretations. No, I can't. Because, you see, he will keep in perfect peace. And there is nothing. Eh? That's the way I'm living. My, not because I'm a pastor. There is nothing God will want to say to me that he can't say to me directly. He will not, if he says it to you, when, when you are saying it to me, it should be like, ah, is your head has not been correct. I think it should be correct. Because my word says, out of the mouth of two or three. So, even if God is saying to you, he's even still using scripture for scripture. As for me, as for me, as for me, healthy fellowship. What he says to one, he can say to all. Healthy fellowship. Healthy fellowship. So, you pray, and you pray meaningfully. You study, you memorize the word. You pray. I, I can't imagine eh, me coming to your Fifi ask me a question and then I call you. I said, do you know that Fifi just asked me a question? What do you say to Fifi? No. The veil is removed. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. He teaches us even things to come. Please, let's live our Christian life the way it's supposed to be lived. Lastly, today, lastly, I mean lastly, I mean lastly, because some of these guys have been looking at me, they are doing their research like this, I just decided to ignore them. Lastly, today, eh, because next month, next Sunday when you come, it's a different message that we start all together. <laughs> Healthy congregational fellowship is the last point. Healthy congregational fellowship. And I want to read to us. 
Hebrews 10.25. That's how to practice his presence. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to see Dr. Monolu here this morning. I haven't seen him in a while. And yesterday was his birthday. I don't know the last time he was in church, but my heart just lived for joy. This is this man. Where has he been? Healthy congregational fellowship. What does he say? He said, not forsaken. Eh? I didn't say he forsook us. I know why he's not in church. <laughs> he does things that I do. I mean, we, are, we deal with human beings. So most of his dealings are also on Sunday morning. It's a different service anyway. But he does most of the things he does Sunday morning. So, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the man. Please do TPT. It puts it in proper perspective for us. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. In the name of online, others. Oh yeah, let's go. One, two, three, four. Do we need that in the modern day Nigeria? Yeah, we need it. Just engaging people in similar businesses and be a lifesaver. Just engaging people about what we are cracking. I mean, heart-throbbing questions can be a lifesaver. It's not just the service means our congregation together. When we congregate, Abby. So it can be in people's homes. It can be over coffee. It can be anywhere. But he said, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. It can even be a Zoom meeting. People of like-minded, share your experiences in the last two months. And then somebody's experiences become, number one, encouragement to you that you are not only one who is going through stuff. You know, sometimes... This is the way it works for me. So sometimes um, I'm also going through things. And then I have the privilege to cancel. And the Holy Spirit says to me, see, can you see how myopic you are? Can you listen to what that person is saying? Does his story encourages you? Do you think you can go through that, what he or she is saying, and survive it? And so I give up on my own Myopic thinking, and I embrace the greatness of our God. And usually, without fail, what looks big to me becomes resolved because I'm able to empathize with other people going through maybe greater storms that I'm going through. Can we just lift up our hands this morning? As you are seated, just lift up your hand. I want you to receive grace for this week. Receive grace for this week. We're talking about practicing the presence of God. Just receive grace for this way. He said, it gives us grace that helps us in the time of our need. I may not know what you are going through in your time of own need, but can you just receive grace? Grace to walk through this week. Grace to continually be his ambassador in the marketplace. Thank you, Lord. 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 Do you have a song for us? Thank you, Lord. Can you come and take this song? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He has your best interest at heart. 
This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.